Good morning. Welcome to Overeaters Anonymous, a Vision for You Big Book Study. My name is Jen A, and I'm a recovered compulsive overeater in Colorado. Today is Thursday, April 15, 2021, 7 a.m. Eastern Standard Time, and we're reading from the Big Book of Alcoholics Anonymous in the fourth chapter titled We Agnostics. We're on page 50, reading that fourth paragraph, and it begins with, here are thousands of men and women. We'll be reading that one paragraph only. Today's readers are Team Thursday. We have Lida C., Joni C., Carmela G., Crystal P., Martha Z., Susan H., and Leslie W., and Nancy J. will host the second um, hour announcements. The reference numbers for yesterday, Wednesday, April 14, 2021, the 7 a.m. meeting was 16,759. That's 16759. And the 10 a.m. Eastern Standard Time is 16,760. 16760. So the OA preamble, Overeaters Anonymous is a fellowship of individuals who through shared experience, strength, and hope are recovering from compulsive overeating. We welcome everyone who wants to stop eating compulsively. There are no dues or fees for members. We are self-supporting through our own contributions, neither soliciting nor accepting outside donations. OA is not affiliated with any public or private organization, political movement, ideology, or religious doctrine. We take no position on outside issues. Our primary purpose is to abstain from compulsive eating and compulsive food behaviors and to carry the message of recovery through the 12 steps of OA to those who still suffer. The sole purpose here, uh, this tradition states, is that each group has but one primary purpose, to carry its message to the compulsive overeater who still suffers. And at a Vision for You Big Book study, our message is that people who suffer from compulsive overeating can recover through abstinence and the practice of the 12 steps and the 12 traditions of Overeaters Anonymous. I will now ask Lida C. to read the 12 steps. Thank you. This is Lida C., Compulsive Overeater in Florida. The 12 Steps of Overeaters Anonymous. One, we admitted we were powerless over food, that our lives had become unmanageable. Two, came to believe that a power greater than ourselves could restore us to sanity. Three, made a decision to turn our will and our lives over to the care of God as we understood him. Four, made a searching and fearless moral inventory of ourselves. Five, admitted to God, to ourselves, and to another human being the exact nature of our wrongs. Six, were entirely ready to have God remove all these defects of character. Seven, humbly asked him to remove our shortcomings. Eight, made a list of all persons we had harmed and became willing to make amends to them all. Nine, made direct amends to such people wherever possible, except when to do so would injure them or others. 10, continued to take personal inventory, and when we were wrong, promptly admitted it. 11, sought through prayer and meditation to improve our conscious contact with God as we understood him, praying only for knowledge of his will for us and the power to carry that out. And 12, having had a spiritual awakening as a result of these steps, we tried to carry this message to compulsive overeaters and to practice these principles in all of our affairs. Thank you for letting me do service. I'll pass. 
I will now ask Joni C. to read the 12 traditions. This is Joni C. from Minnesota, gratefully recovered. The 12 traditions. One, our common welfare should come first. Personal recovery depends upon OA unity. Two, for our group purpose there is but one ultimate authority. A loving God as he may express himself in our group conscience. Our leaders are but trusted servants. They do not govern. Three, the only requirement for OA membership is the desire to stop eating compulsively. Four, each group should be autonomous except in matters affecting other groups or OA as a whole. Five, each group has but one primary purpose, to carry its message to the compulsive overeater who still suffers. Six, An OA group ought never endorse, finance, or lend the OA name to any related facility or outside enterprise, lest problems of money, property, and prestige divert us from our primary purpose. Seven, every OA group ought to be fully self-supporting, declining outside contributions. Eight, Overeaters Anonymous should remain forever non-professional, but our service centers may employ special workers. Nine, OA as such ought never be organized, but we may create service boards or committees directly responsible to those they serve. Ten, Overeaters Anonymous has no opinion on outside issues, hence the OA name ought never be drawn into public controversy. Eleven, Our public relations policy is based on attraction rather than promotion. We need always maintain personal anonymity at the level of press, radio, films, television, and other public media of communication. Twelve, anonymity is the spiritual foundation of all these traditions, ever reminding us to place principles before personalities. Thank you. Thanks, Lida C. and Joni C. for reading the steps and the traditions this morning. This is how our meeting works. Our meeting focuses on the directions for recovery described in the Big Book of Alcoholics Anonymous. We read a paragraph or two from the literature, then stop and share on what was read. Anyone can share, but we ask you keep your sharing to the topic and the literature we are discussing, and that you keep your share to approximately three minutes. Singleness of purpose reminds us to identify as compulsive overeaters only. Our abstinence requirement for moderators is one year and for readers is six months. There is no abstinence requirement for sharing on topic. This meeting does request that your sharing be directly linked to what was read. We're sharing what the directions in the big book mean to us. To share, you'll press star one to unmute your phone and once you're done sharing, let us know by saying pass. Then press star one to mute your phone. In order to have a quiet meeting, Everyone's phone, except the speakers, should be muted. So today we resume our study in the chapter, We Agnostics, in the big book on page 50, paragraph number four. I will now ask Carmela G. to begin reading. Thank you so much, Jen. Here are thousands of men and women, worldly indeed. They flatly declare that since they have come to believe in a power greater than themselves to take a certain attitude toward that power and to do 
certain simple things. There has been a revolutionary change in their way of living and thinking. In the face of collapse and despair, in the face of the total failure of their human resources, they found that a new power, peace, happiness, and sense of direction flowed into them. This happened soon after they wholeheartedly met a few simple requirements. Once confused and baffled by the seemingly futile, the seeming futility of existence, they show the underlying reasons why they were making heavy going of life. Leaving aside the drink question, they tell why living was so unsatisfactory. They show how the change came over them when many thousands of people are able to say that the consciousness of the presence of God is today the most important fact of their lives, they present a powerful reason why one should have faith. This paragraph brought me down the road um, of over seven years ago when I was in disease. I always thought I had a God, but I didn't realize that I was making him my servant. I I lived for six decades, so I'm sure I knew how to live. But after taking these simple steps, the steps of powerlessness, finding a power and surrender, those first three steps. I stood at the age of 68 years old and said, I don't know how to live. What am I going to do? And it was continuing on in this program and learning the design for living that God had planned for me. What a gift. What a gift because all those years I was so self-righteous. I knew everything. I couldn't be defective and be powerless. I had a successful career. I was an intelligent being. The IIIs had me. But fortunately, As I heard from an AA speaker, God interrupted my death. And today, living in this program every single day and putting my higher power first. So therefore, my program is first and willing to be open and listen to the direction. Life is life. It's not easy. The rocks are still there. But the peace and serenity that this faith and trust has brought me is beyond what I could ever imagine. And I am so grateful. Thank you so much for allowing me to pass. And I pass. Thanks, Carmela G. 
So we value everyone's experience on the line, and we ask that you limit your share to every third day in order that others might share their experience too. Who would like to share on what was read today? Harlan G. Rick Loretta, Loretta H. I think I heard Pete, Rick, and then Reva Loretta, Pete. and then Reva, and then Vanessa. That's good. All right, let's start with you all. Um, I think I heard all these people, but if I'm wrong, let me know. Um, Harlan, Pete, Rick, Loretta, Reva, and Vanessa. If you'll give me the first initial of your last name, where you're calling from this morning. Go right ahead, Harlan. No, Pete. Thank you, Jen. Oh. Who's right? There was Who's no Pete. Okay. Thanks, Pete. There was somebody else in there. We'll figure out who it was on the next round. Go ahead, Harlan. Okay. Am I unmuted? Hello? You are. Okay. Go right ahead. Okay. Thanks, Jen, and thanks for your service this morning. I'm Harlan G. I'm a recovered compulsive overeater, and I live in Scottsdale, Arizona. For decades of my life, I woke up with a sword of Damocles hanging over my head. And this, this huge sword of Damocles was because I couldn't pay my bills. The huge sword of Damocles was because I knew I was destroying myself. I knew that I had hurt people and I had hurt myself. I lived in a world of shame and regret. I lived in a world of confusion. I lived in a world of insanity. Today, I wake up in the morning and my, my prayers are there. My 11th step is how I start my day. I help others. I have a purpose and an underlying rhythm of my life. I have people who call me and I call them. We lean on each other. I pray, I write, I do service, I go to meetings, I walk three miles six days a week. I'm able to do what I need to do for my life. Did I do any of that? Absolutely not. The title of this chapter is We Agnostics. What is an agnostic? An agnostic is someone who lacks knowledge. Ag means without. Gnostic means knowledge. There are believers and there are atheists and there are agnostics. And sometimes we are quick to dismiss the title of the chapter. It doesn't say you agnostics. It doesn't say those agnostics. It doesn't say to the agnostic. It says we agnostics. Because for many of us, like me, and I don't know about you, for me, I believe that there was a God, but would that God help me with my food? Would that God help me with my finances? Would that God be allowed by me? And when I say allowed, I mean invited. God's a gentleman. He doesn't go where he's not invited. Would he be able to heal me in areas that I didn't even know were broken, that I didn't even know were putrefied and vandalized and and did, did I even know how many areas of my life were adversely affected by this disease? And the answer is yes, he heals me in areas I didn't even know were broken. Today, I function as a reasonable adult. Today, I have my bills paid. Today, I have purpose to my life. And I'm very, very grateful and the consciousness and the presence of God today is the most powerful fact of my life. It, life. it presents a powerful reason why I should have faith. 
because I see that people that live this way recover and live. And I see that people who don't do not have what I want. God bless them, but they do not have what I, what I want. This is the most glorious way of life imaginable. We agnostics means that there are pockets of agnosticism where I have to look at and say, do I have doubt after everything that God has done for me? Do I still doubt that he'll do this? Gosh, I hope not. And that's why I need a sponsor because he points out to me, where am I being agnostic today? Where am I doubting today? We agnostics, not those agnostics. And today, my faith in God is the most important thing in my life without exception. And when I live this way, I don't think about eating food that shouldn't go in my mouth. And when I don't live this way, that's all I can think of is food that should not go in my mouth because it becomes my solution. And with that, I will pass. Thank you so much. Thanks, Harlan. Up next is Rick J. followed by Loretta. Good morning, Rick. Good morning, Jen. Good to hear you this morning. My name is Rick J. I am a compulsive overeater in Cary, North Carolina. Um, recovered, but never cured. And this paragraph for me is a beautiful little snippet of, uh, you know, identifying in with, with the people that, uh, that I've come to know and who are sharing with me what they were like, what happened to them and what they are like now. And I've, I've come through this book, you know, we get here and I'm, and I, and I know beyond a doubt I am powerless so that's a good start, and um, I I know that there is a solution, and it tells me <laughs> that the solution basically is to accept spiritual help. But when I hear someone share with me in the face of their collapse and despair, in the face of the total failure of their human resources, so what they were like, and their their sharing their experience, strength, and hope, and I can relate with that. They, they thought like I thought they, or think they, they, they felt like I feel. They act like I am acting. They acted, and they're not doing that now. They're they are in a different place, and they show how that change came over them by working the steps and by practicing the principles and all their affairs, everything that they're doing. They're living a spiritual way of life, and they're showing that to me. So two powerful things have happened, just like it says. This is the, the powerful reason that's been presented why I should uh, come to believe and, and grab a hold of this power is because I can see it working in them. They were relatable enough with me for me to understand that, yes, they know what they're talking about, and I, I know, I know deep down inside that they are just like me. And I can see that because of what they did, the, uh, the the few simple requirements, you know, the steps that they took, you know, the actions that they continue to take, that that changed, this spiritual transformation, that's what this book is all about. So then I want what they have. I truly do. But I have to do what they did. If I want a spiritual connection and a spiritual transformation, I have to do spiritual actions that 
that are outlined here in this in this paragraph it says power greater uh it's the eighth time that it's mentioned it doesn't say this is step two or we are now on the second step in this chapter it's the only one of the steps that is not specifically called out but it says the word power greater nine times in these pages on we agnostics and that's what I want is this power greater because I want the change to come over me that I saw come over in you. And that's all I have. I'm very grateful to be abstinent today and to be here with you. And um, with that, I pass. Thanks, Rick J. Up next, we have Loretta H. followed by Reba P. Welcome, Loretta. Hi, Jen, and everybody who does service on this line. You are saving my life today. This is Loretta H., Recovered Compulsive Overeater. And the shares before the fact that their lives present a powerful reason why I should have faith. The shares before are one of the reasons. A wretch like me, oh my God, amazing grace. And um, I, this paragraph is so, my heart is shaking right now because it is so, such a gift that God has given me. I did come in as an agnostic. I still am in certain areas of my life an agnostic, but the knowledge I have today I was without knowledge, is that God can do anything, anything. And he's proven that to me even before I believed in him. There were so many instances, especially when I do work the steps and see my um, difficulties that I thought everybody else caused, but realized I was the architect of my own chaos and how he even got me through that before I even believed in him. And today, he is the most important thing in my life. I use him for everything. The first speaker talked about he, she wanted God to serve her, and today I serve God. Today I'm servant to him because if I am, I can understand what he's trying to tell me and I can take his corrective directives and about two weeks ago and this is it's all God the, it, all the worst things that ever happened in my life were the best things one is that I'm a compulsive overeater but two weeks ago we were um, compromised Our security was compromised and I asked well I was crazy when it happened but I use the steps I used the steps with everybody I spoke to, everybody I spoke to, and I used my God to try to translate the principles of this program into what I needed from them so that I could be safe. But I had to put God first, even before the security of my financial security. And it worked. We are covered now, and it's because of God. It is because of God. And again, Thank you, Jen, and everybody. Really, you guys saved my life, but my God, because I put him first, is the reason why you're saving my life. And with that, I pass. Thanks, Loretta H. Up next is Reva P., followed by Vanessa. Go ahead, Reva. Good morning. This is Reva P., grateful, recovered, compulsive overeater in Toronto, 
this paragraph talks about this revolutionary change from collapse and despair and futility and hopelessness and being confused and baffled to a place where I get to peace and poise and happiness and a sense of direction. And I can relate to this, you know, pre-post program and it applies to the food because there was incredible despair. Um, I couldn't get through, you know, at first it was 24 hours, but it couldn't, I couldn't get through hours, minutes um, without picking up or restricting or calculating or trying and manipulating and controlling my food. And my food is neutral now. Um, but this applies to so much more than the food because it says leaving aside the drink problem, how life was futile and how I can make heavy going of life. And in recovery, this applies to me when things don't go my way, when life doesn't go my way, I can make really heavy going of life and I can fight against whatever isn't happening my way. Um, And this is such a great reminder that leaving aside the drink problem because if it's only abstinence and not working the steps, life can be just as crazy and I can be just as confused and baffled and miserable. Um, So this is telling me, you know, in the paragraph before it says that um, this power has achieved the miraculous, but I think this paragraph spells out it's not just magic, it's miraculous because it talks about the steps, you know, believe in a power like step two and take a certain simple attitude, step three, and do some simple things like steps four through 12 over and over and over. Um, I have to do those things. And then how the change came over them, I don't make the change happen. So pre-post program, this applies and it applies to the food, but more than that, it applies to aligning myself with God's will life on God's terms and the only way that that happens to me is a result of keeping the food down and working the steps. Um, And as people always share, you know, is abstinence the most important thing in my life or is the consciousness of the presence of God the most important thing in my life? Um, And that makes a big difference. And with that, I pass. Thanks, Reva P. Up next is Vanessa. Good morning to you, Vanessa. Good morning, Jen. Um, Thank you so much for your service. Vanessa N. gratefully recovered for today in California. Wow, what a powerful paragraph. And the shares before me are just so amazing. And I just thought how interesting that every single person that shared today, and um, including the reader and the moderator, are people that have inspired me since before I even introduced myself on this line. So it's just an interesting little coincidence, um, whereas one of our sharers might have said, is it God or is it odd? Or is it odd or is it God? It is definitely God. So one of the things that really speaks to me, I mean, this whole paragraph does, but it talks about um, the revolutionary change in their way of living and thinking. And I think that's so much, you know, that's very 12-step, that spiritual awakening and that change in thinking 
that is really a miracle in my life because my thinking is completely different from how it was before. And every now and then when I do sneak back into that old way of thinking, some power greater than myself makes me aware of it immediately, like within a split second. And when I surrender that, I then receive the power to go back to this new way of thinking and living, which has completely transformed my life. And, you know, the end of the paragraph talks about that God today is the most important fact of their lives. And that's absolutely true for me. I don't know how I actually lived before that was true for me. And to be honest, I wasn't living. I really wasn't. I was just trudging through every single day just to make it through. It was absolutely not living. And today I am living with a new attitude and a changed way of life and thinking. And I thank my higher power for that and every single one of you on the line for helping me make that discovery. And with that, I pass. Thank you, Vanessa N. from California. And before we move on, um, was it Leon B. who put their name out? There was somebody that I missed between Harlan and Rick this morning. If you want to speak up, I'd love to get you in. Yeah, that was me. Okay, brother, thanks. So why don't you go ahead and share? And then um, after Leon B., just to let everybody know where we're at, we're on the big book, page 50, uh, paragraph number four. Go ahead, Leon. Thank you. Oh, oh great. <laughs> um, I was just thinking in my head what I wanted to share. Um, this is Leon B., gratefully recovered in Simpsonville, South Carolina. And I love the part where it says many, when many hundreds, and I think the reader said thousands, and she, and I, she meant that. When many hundreds of people are able to say that the consciousness of the presence of God is today the most important fact of their lives, they, they present a powerful reason why one should have faith. And this, and this consciousness of the presence of God is what, is, for some reason, is where I'm focused um, because I'm constantly trying to practice this presence of God in my life on a, on a day-to-day basis. And the reader hit it right on the head and said, we do that by, by bringing in God's will in, into our lives and, and practicing these steps. And I, and I started thinking about, and, and I've always read that line, and I've always thought about um, different parts of the big book, especially like with, with Bill and Bill's story and how he you know talks about his, his time when he was in the hospital and he has this real significant experience and and he says for for a brief moment I had needed and wanted God and he had the presence at that time and then the president went away. He said there had been a humble willingness to have him with me with me and he came. He said, but soon his presence had been blotted out by worldly clamors mostly within myself and and that and that's real. That happens for me all the time. I can be, you know, feeling like feeling the power. I've done my step eleven in the morning and, and I'm ready to roll and I'm thinking about next, you know, work happens and, and life happens and, and then I, you know, forget that presence. But I'm constantly hungering to be back into that presence because there's there's so much peace. Um even at the end of, of this chapter and we're agnostics and I think the story is about Fitz Mayo. And um, he's saying in a few seconds he was overwhelmed by a conviction of the presence of God. And he says he stood in the presence of infinite power and love, and he had stepped from this bridge to shore. So there's just this, this wonderful feeling when we are trying to, to consciously bring this presence um, to us and trying to walk in this presence. Um, and even in how it works when it says, as we became conscious of his presence, 
we began to lose our fear of today. So that that's a promise of practicing this this presence of God. So that's really all I had to share. Um, was just focusing on this consciousness of a power greater than us. And for me, um, I really try to every day and, and live that out through um, these steps. And I pass with that. Thank you. Thanks for calling me on again. Oh, thank you, Leon B. And thanks for my friend out there on the line who's helping me out today. I appreciate you all. Together, we do this. So we're going to take another list of uh, people to share. We value your experience. And if you've shared in the last couple of days, we ask that you pause today so that we might hear others' people, others' experience as well. Who else would like to share? Kate. Russ Kate. Okay, L. I think it was Kate. Thank you, Kate. So I have Kate L. Russ M. Who else? Jane S. Nessa. Jane Nessa R. Nessa R. Who else? Abby S. Abby S. Who else have I missed? Somebody else in there. Chris M. Thanks, Chris. Chris, thank you. Uh huh. Thanks for waiting. Okay, here we go. Kate L, Russ M, Jane S, Nessa R, Abby S, and Chris M. Kate L, can you start us off, please? Joelle B. Kate L, press star one. Hi, good morning. Am I being heard? Yes, ma'am, you are. Go right ahead. Thank you so much. Thank you very much. And it's um, KL, thank you, calling from Fort Lauderdale, Florida. And um, this section, and I must say before I begin, thank you everybody for your service. You know, I am very new to the program, but I have a sponsor. This is the second time I'm going through the steps. And I just feel as though I should just sit and listen to what everybody here is sharing and saying. I'm learning so much, much more than I've ever learned before in this you know, program. But this section says to me is that many experienced persons have with certainty stated that once they began to believe in God or a power greater than themselves, it radically transformed their lives. Their attitudes towards how they thought about God, I guess mindset or this power, it, it had to change. Their way of thinking changed and they followed the few steps. And the few steps are the steps outlined in this book are the 12 steps. My sponsor probably would say something like the steps are both the prescription and the medicine. That's what they're talking about right here along with, you know, the power. And followed in that order, basically, the prescription the, and the medicine, meaning the steps, followed in that order, we will be cured of this disease that we have. This sentiment is repeated over and over several times in this paragraph, and they even clarify what they mean by giving us an example in the face of collapse and despair, in the face of total failure. They found that a new power, peace, happiness, and sense of direction flowed into them. Wow, I, I have not experience that but this is what I want this is exactly what I want again I must clarify I'm just learning um, but because life is going to hand us a lot of hard stuff unbearable pain calamity and if we don't have the ammunition we can get sucked in however if we believe or have this change will not crumble and fall prey to our disease that's what this section is saying to me um, these people say that to get through 
they wholeheartedly, meaning they give 100% to following the few simple requirements, which are the steps in this book. And I really hope this happens to me, and I'm glad it's happening to everybody else. And this is my understanding. And with this, I pass. Thank you so much. Russ, press star one. Oh, all right, good, there you good are. morning, Jan. I was there, I wasn't sure I got Good morning, everybody. Russ M. Recovery, compulsive overeater from PA. Um, so, man, oh, whew, the paragraph, the shares, everything is just so massive and just awesome. Uh, you know, when I think of this, I'm, I'm, I kind of piggyback on, on, on Harlan, this thing about faith in God is number one paramount. It's the main thing in my life now. You know, I, I wasn't a junkie. I wasn't a, a compulsive overeater because I liked the BS that came along with it, wrecking my finances, hurting my family, destroying lifelong relationships, the whole, you know, everything that goes along with it, you all know. That's not why, I, you know, I, I'm a junkie. It's because I, I don't trust the God that I say I gave my heart to. Because I, I I have fear, right? I I I'm uh, I'm uh, insecure about life. I can't handle this crap, right? So, uh, the the my point is is that because of you know crashing and burning and what this thing did to me, this disease. Now I working the steps and living this way of life for about four years. Now I now I realize what the real deal was. That that I couldn't, I didn't have the capacity to trust this God that loves me so much. And I said that I love. Through this, now it is the most important thing in my life. And like, like Harlan said once again, you know, where am I still lacking? Where do I doubt him? Where do I doubt my higher power went through like a war? I went through and all the hardship that I went through, but I'm still here. So I could say one thing. This is what I could say. This is what we agnostics brings out to me. Life is going to kick me in the face. Life is going to hurt me. And life is going to be great, and there's going to be emotion that comes along with it. But because of this program, I'm able to be regular and be an effective and useful human being. So I can get through anything. I might not want to go through it. I might not want to say I want to feel this pain. But I can get through it because I have this relationship now, this intimate, deep-rooted relationship with, with, with my higher power. And guess what? It's kind of a blessing that I am a compulsive overeater because I would have never had this relationship if, if I didn't get if, – if I wasn't with this disease. You know, I, I didn't have this disease. So, you know, I love this way of life. I love every hardship I went through because it it really, and I'm going to go through more too. It's not rosy, rosy but uh, it's going to bring me closer to God, and that's the only thing that matters to me. You know, everything could be stolen from us, but our relationship with God is the only thing that we need. So, I, I sorry mm-hmm. to be preaching. I don't, I, hey. Hmm. I don't I don't collect the I don't get a collection when when I preach so 
You guys have a great day. I love you. <laughs> Thanks, Russ Money from PA. <laughs> I just had to. Sorry. Then we have Jane S. followed by Nessa R. Good morning to you, Jane. Good morning, everyone. My name is Jane S. and I am from New Hampshire, and I am now a recovered compulsive overeater uh, because of all of you and because of my God. Um, and I am sitting here this morning uh, absolutely in awe and overwhelmed because I'm so clear now and so much more connected. Uh, my higher powers led me in the last 12 years uh, back so many times to OA and then finally to find a vision about five years ago. And I listened to you guys for um, for a long time. And um, and then I would I would get frustrated and I would leave and then eventually I would come back. And um, this last time, when I came back in January, there was something different. And my God had totally different plans for me. And uh, I have... Uh, <laughs> I have now uh, been relieved of this obsession of the compulsion around food, and uh, it has cleared up and, and given me an opportunity to, to speak and and get closer and closer to my God of my understanding. And my, my God today, and it always has been, um, is in everyone and everything that I do. And so this morning it... Um, uh, 5.30 this morning, I, I'm traveling, and I'm I'm down in Sandy Hook, uh, New Jersey, and I walked outside, and with a friend, and we're at her condo on the water, and I walked outside, and I was just, just absolutely overwhelmed and brought to tears by my God. I just felt the presence was amazing, and I was led to um, share on my other meeting this morning that I was already on, and uh, I said, I just, I, I said, I have tears of joy in my eyes today um, and in my heart. And I looked up, and there was an eagle flew over me. There's birds all around me. There's the roar of the ocean in the background. And my God was just, just it was overwhelming, and it still is. My heart is beating out of my chest. And it just makes me, and what I shared on the meeting was, and I'll share it with you here, that I, it was, my God led me and revealed to me that I had been resting on my laurels. And that's why I couldn't get this OA thing. I couldn't get this food thing. Because I was thinking that just because I had this other obsession listed that um, I was going to get this listed as well. But as I've heard it many times, my credits don't transfer. And so I had to do the work. And I um, have an incredible sponsor. She and I are learning from each other every day. She's led me through the steps again like I have never been led through the steps before. And... um, (laughs) Now I'm I'm ready to give back, and uh, I just I just can't say enough about this program and each and every one of you who shares. And if you haven't ever, sh- I sat and listened on this meeting for almost four years, before or almost five years before I was able to share. It wasn't until this time around that I could share, um, and I don't know why. It doesn't matter why. Um, but if you haven't shared, just share because I tell you, hearing some people share for the first time is the most powerful shares for me. Um, so thanks to each and every one of you. I love you all, even though I haven't met most of you, or I haven't met any of you, actually. <laughs> it's beautiful. Thanks for helping me today. Have a great day. Thanks. Yeah, thank you, Jane S. from New Hampshire. Um, Nessa R., you're up, followed by Abby S. Good morning, Nessa. Hi, good morning. This is Nessa R. I am a recovered compulsive overeater in Toronto, Canada. So, so this chapter um, gives me a whole bunch of arguments why I 
should believe in God. And it starts with uh, the fact that um, just because I cannot see him doesn't mean that he's not there because there's a lot of things that I cannot see, but I believe beyond a doubt that they do exist. And he gives other arguments, you know, like the fact that I, you know, we, uh, you know, we believe in, in several different gods, the God of reason, the God of logic, money, power, prestige, happy, uh, uh, beauty, et cetera, et cetera. But this reason for me is the most um, powerful, which is it has worked for others. It has worked for others. Um, and I mean, at the time the book was written, there were like a few thousand maybe, or not written, but published, maybe a few thousand. But now there's millions of people who have recovered using these 12 steps across the spectrum of addiction, uh, the spectrum of age, socioeconomic status, um, gender, um, religion, you name it, like country, different countries in the world, uh, it works. It works. And it not only doesn't, it, 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 it works not only for people who have nothing else to do, people whose circumstances are perfect and can, you know, comfortably, you know, give themselves entirely to this, this program without, without pressures because they have, you know, no, no other time pressures. They can just devote themselves day in and day out every hour of the day to the program. It works for people uh, whose, uh, whose human resources have collapsed in the midst of collapse and despair. You know, it doesn't matter who we are and whether we work three jobs and have, you know, six little kids running around and, you know, um, it works if, if we work it. And to me, this is, this is very, very powerful because who do I think I am? Am I so special? Am I so unique that what has worked for all these other people is not going to work for me? You know, and yet this is where I came from because this is what I did uh, with all the, you know, health professionals that I went to, the nutritionists and the doctors and, the, you know, whatever they said to me, there was always a yes, but. And then I met somebody whom the problem had been solved, you know, she was in a normal body, total neutrality around the food, and yet not a total perfect life. You know, uh, she had a job like me, a family like me, time pressures like me, um, financial pressures like me, social pressures like me, you know, like all of us. And yet she was recovered. And to me, this is the, the strongest proof that if it can happen to um, everybody else, it can happen to me as long, and this is a big, big condition, a big caveat, as long as I do what they did. You know, and when, when this book was first written, as, as showing the stories, this book was, was written for like, got, or, or about gutter alcoholics. Um, you know, the bottom has been raised as a result of, of this book and AA and the concept, thank God. But if it works for those people, the gutter alcoholics, Time, why does it work for me? Thank you. Uh, and it requires a lot of humility and willingness to recognize that. And I'm very glad that I did. And with that, I pass. Thank you. Thanks, Nessa R. Up next, we have Abby S. followed by Chris M. Hello, Abby. Good morning, everyone. My name is Abby S. from Michigan, recovering, recovered in this program. Um, Thank you so much to all the shares. You know, I've been reflecting this weekend just like truly what a blessing it is to find meetings that are healthy and talking about the big book and talking about steps. And 
staying focused on the solution. And um, this is definitely a meeting that is speaking right to my heart. Um, you know, higher power, when people are talking about how they connect with their higher power and spirituality and how it's the only thing that's going to save us, like that is where I need to be. Because when I get off this line, you know, I have life. And I'm going to my job and I'm, you know, I have all these things that happen throughout the day and like, I need my higher power. And everyone's talking this morning about, you know, changed, changed attitude, changed perspective, different way of living. And like, that has definitely been my experience. When I was in the food, I could not show up at my job. I was constantly wondering what I'm going to eat after, concerned with what I did eat, trying not to eat. I mean, it was just, it was all consuming. And, you know, when I'm in that space, like, I can't be present for my job. And as I've worked the steps, like, that's been a big living event for me is how can I show up and be present for this? I work with kids. So how can I be present for them? And like, today, like, I'm, I'm ready for my day with all these children and like I'm I'm so grateful just to be able to be present with them like the little things in the day and the moments that I I see God working in my life and and just it brings me chills because you know my defects come up where I get short-tempered I start you know have you know these things come up throughout the day but I have an opportunity to pause and like God is always with me and I'm just grateful for the people on this line, like that have helped save my butt throughout the last few years. And, you know, they're still here day after day, month after month, week after week, like year after year, like still on this line sharing. And I'm just I'm very touched and grateful to be part of the solution today. And I just wish everyone a great day. Thanks so much for letting me share in a test. Thank you so much, Abby S. Yes, up next, we have Chris M., and then it'll be followed by Joelle B. Good morning to you, Chris. Good morning, everybody. Uh, thanks so much for your service, and uh, I'm really grateful to be here this morning. Um, I had a bit of a, a, a funny experience this morning with my higher power. Um, I've been in program for about a year, and the past few months, I have been uh, struggling a little bit, and you know, part of that is because I, you know, I wasn't always doing the things that I need to do to connect um, with my higher power. And I was thinking about at the beginning how I struggled so much because, um, you know, the word, you know, the term God and, you know, I left I left an organized religion, you know, 25 years ago. And the thought of, of having to, you know, find find a relationship with this 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 god and this whole you know confusion around religion versus spirituality spirituality so you know my higher higher power whom i called hilda she she spoke to me this morning and thankfully i i've been able to develop a relationship with her and and i before the meeting i was sitting there pondering and thinking and thinking about a couple of situations and how my thinking has changed and my attitude has changed, my behavior has changed. And then lo and behold, you know, we have this reading and the line stands out. Um, there has been a revolutionary change in their way of living and thinking. And I actually laughed when that was read because I thought, oh, Hilda, you, you tell me these things and you confirm these things because I, I'm such a doubter and I'm such, I'm, I just question everything all the time. And I, you know, I question myself and I question, 
you know, decisions that I've made. I question other people. I question the validity of, is this program working for me? Am I a compulsive eater, even though I'm a year, a year in and gone through the steps and, you know, know in my heart that all of this is true. So, so Hilda comes to me in the, in just when I need her to, to be like, yep, no, there is, there has been a revolutionary change of thinking. And not only has been there a revolutionary change in our way of thinking and living in the face of collapse and despair, in the face of total failure of human resources, um, when I see they, I read it as I found a new power, peace, happiness, and sense of direction that flowed into me. And, you know, it's true that it happened soon after um, wholeheartedly met a few simple requirements. And, you know, the going down to the bottom of the chat of the paragraph um, when many hundreds of people are able to say that the consciousness of the presence of God for me Hilda is today the most important fact of their lives they present a powerful reason why one should have faith and honestly goosebumps and I'm just so 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 grateful that I came on this meeting today because I thought about not um, I thought about sleeping instead but Hilda led me led me here and that's quite grateful to hear all your shares and, um, and, you know, hear from my higher power through all of you. And with that, I pass. Thank you. Thank you, Chris M. Joelle B., there's two minutes on the clock. Would you like to take it? Thank you. Um, this is Joelle B., compulsive overeater from Illinois. And I never thought of including God in my losing weight. Um, I always prayed for everything else. <clears throat> that I needed, but it was not a weight problem. I thought it was all my fault. And once I got into um, into OA four months ago, I really um, I really saw a difference in connecting with people and in keeping myself uh, mentally and physically aware. And I have a new spiritual awareness which is awesome. I'm a happy person every day. And I thank you for letting me share. I pass. Oh, thanks so much, Joel B. from Illinois. All right, and thanks to everyone who shared, who joined the meeting, who did service today. Please join us for a second unrecorded hour of study immediately <clears throat> followed closing. All right, our share ID uh, for today, which is Thursday, April 15th, 2021, 7 a.m., is 16,768. That's 16768. So we will now close with a reading from the big book on page 164, followed by the serenity prayer. Will Crystal P. please read A Vision for You? Good morning, Crystal P., Recovered Compulsive Overeater in Toronto, Canada. Our book is meant to be suggestive only. We realize we know only a little. God will constantly disclose more to you and to us. Ask him in your morning meditation what you can do each day for the man who is still sick. The answers will come if your own house is in order. But obviously you cannot transmit something you haven't got. See to it that your relationship with him is right and great events will come to pass for you and countless others. This is the great fact for us. Abandon yourself to God as you understand God. Admit your faults to him and to your fellows. Clear away the wreckage of your past. Give freely of what you find and join us. 
We shall be with you in the fellowship of the Spirit, and you will surely meet some of us as you trudge the road of happy destiny. May God bless you and keep you until then.